Hey everyone, this is Tiffany. And this is Leah. And, and we're, we're in the Observation Bubble. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a movie that was actually recommended to us by one of our listeners. Whoop. The movie is called Peacock. It is a drama. It was released in 2010, starring Killian Murphy, Ellen Page, Susan Sarandon, Josh Lucas, and Bill Pullman. A train accident in rural Nebraska gradually unveils a mystery involving the town's bank clerk. That's the IMDb plot summary. That's it? The Rotten Tomatoes one was a lot longer. Yeah. Um, Okay, so interestingly enough, from that very short little blurb there on IMDb, when Mm -hmm. you uh, told me what the movie was from the email from our dedicated listener, thank you so much for your email, friend. Um, (laughs) For some reason, I read that short little blurb, and what I took away from it was there was a bank robbery. (laughs) So the whole movie, (laughs) the whole movie, I was waiting for things to get real interesting. And I mean, and they were interesting, but they weren't like, it wasn't, they're, they're, spoiler alert there's no no bank robbery <laughs> no bank robbery <laughs> no <laughs> I, I don't i don't know how i got that but that's what i took away from that short little burb blurb i'm gonna go ahead and say that after i thought i read about this movie and then thought it involved a bank robbery the next thing i noticed was that the main character the star, if you will, is Killian Murphy. And quite frankly, if Killian Murphy is in anything, I am down to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen Killian Murphy in anything. I could be lying <gasps> to you. Um, he was in Inception. He was in uh-huh. Batman, one of them, one of the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> one of those Batman videos. <laughs> no, but like like the 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 big ones with Christian Bale. He tried out okay, to be Batman. The Dark Knight. Christian Bale. Yeah, that's those ones. <laughs> I also, I haven't watched those. Couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the last Batman movie I watched starred Adam West. Okay, and I love it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I own it. Shit. Um, he was in Twenty Eight Days Later. He was in Red Eye. Um. What I know him best from is Peaky Blinders, which is a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. So going from seeing him, that. yeah, he plays like a like a like a gangster guy. Oh, shit. good stuff. Yeah. So uh, going from that to this movie was quite a jump in <laughs> characters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because in this character, in this character, oh fuck, in this movie. <laughs> He plays not only one, but two characters. Two, yeah. Well, two, kind of two parts two of the character. Two halves of the same character. Kind of, yes. Yeah, so, but like, if we're going to go all in and do, not worry about spoilers, let's just fucking go. Well, I know? mean, this this comes out in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, like, they didn't try to make this, like, a plot device or something that, what, okay, okay, for do. Um. So our main character, played by Killian Murphy, is John. John Skilpa. Such an interesting last name. Mm-hmm. Um, and the opening scene is, it's heavy. 
you don't see anybody really, but it's got some heavy dialogue if you can actually hear what's being said. Yeah. By this um, motherly mother- figure. I- so I was gonna say motherly, but like it's not what she's saying isn't motherly, but it's a woman's an older woman's voice. Yeah. That you assume is a mother and saying it, they show a little boy, and it's just a barrage of like abusive language. Uh-huh. Then we open up and we see Emma. We see a, a woman, yeah. And um she's going about her day, doing her thing. Early and morning, at some point like she's watching the yeah. neighbors getting ready for school. She she's got like agoraphobic kind of vibes because she's peeking through the, the the curtains and not engaging with anything, but she's doing her own thing, taking care of house stuff. Yeah, and then she checks time. She goes upstairs and she starts starts the change, and then you see that this is she she takes off a wig and takes off her dress, and this is a man. And then you have John. Mm-hmm. You see John go and eat breakfast and have his lunch and go to work and the go about his day. The breakfast that the female, Emma, just made for him. Yes, and the lunch that she prepared. Yeah. And um, you know, eventually you 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 come back and you they like they didn't try to make it a part of like a mystery or something. Yeah, no, like, they made it why is why are beginning. Yeah, why are John and Emma never around each other? It's because Emma is John. John is Emma. Right. Or they are they are part of a whole kind of thing. Um, and as you, they set up the day kind of and show John, he's kind of like a, a nervous kind of guy just going about his day, but not not making waves. Yeah. Staying in his lane. Yeah. If you and like because he has interactions with is, is it a neighbor lady or some I don't know. He has interactions yeah. with some woman. And the entire time, he's just, like, in a shell of himself. Mm. And, like, very uncomfortable and awkward around her. Even around his bosses at work who walk all over him. Yeah, Bill Pullman's, like, a douche. Yeah. I said that you see John go through his day, and then he comes home. And then you kind of cut to the next day, and there's Emma again, starting her day. And this day the cataclysmic train car comes goes runs off the rails and into their backyard and it doesn't i don't think it like hits emma but it affects her she falls over and yeah, like, like maybe some debris hits her, over. her maybe like the yeah the gust of wind from it just blows shifts over. her because she a tiny gal yeah yeah so in the all the neighbors come rushing over to check on her and the, we've established that emma doesn't seem to leave the house except to maybe go in the backyard and do the laundry and things like that. Right. Um, but she doesn't interact with people. And now here's all these people coming at her. And, and you can like see the anxiety building in her as people begin yes. to approach her. Yes. And so she goes back into the house and the note I made is that she like forces a shift back to John mm-hmm. because this, this seems a lot like, dissociative identity disorder yeah which i saw on i think it was on like wikipedia or rotten tomatoes somebody said it was gender dysphoria but i don't think so i think it's dissociative i dissociative identity disorder um anyway so he she i have no idea what gender dysphoria is so sure (laughs) 
it's it's uh gender dysphoria is um i mean i had the definition up earlier i don't want to misspeak so let me let me go find it real quick the distress a person feels due to a mismatch between their gender identity and their sex assigned sex assigned at birth and like i don't think that's what this is i think this is an altar yeah this is yeah i'm with you on this i definitely feel like this is an altar yeah what is the movie with James McAvoy and he's got like 23 personalities? Ah, that one. Which what I've heard Blitz. is that the, yes, yeah. the the DID community don't like that movie. That's what I've heard. Don't quote me on it, but that's just what i <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know either way, but it's, it just, it reminds me of that in the way of having one being having multiple personalities who each have their own way of thinking and their own ideas and own like, I don't know. They just have like their own actions. And whenever he goes back to the other character or the other personality, it's like John doesn't remember what Emma did. And Emma is not really sure as to what John has done. Yes. That's what they, they, um, Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna be full disclosure here. The only reason I know anything about dissociative identity disorder is because of some Trisha Paytas bullshit from <laughs> earlier this year, or last year. I get too deep into the YouTube sometimes. <laughs> Trisha Paytas isn't one that I've dived into, delved into. I don't watch her, but I watch a channel called Deaf Noodles. Yeah, heard of um, it. And he talked about her. He's he's really good. You should watch. Him. I just Dennis recently really started funny. watching the commentary channels on the YouTube. So, Deaf Noodles, definitely watch Deaf Noodles. But he was talking about it, and then I del I delved I dove I I watched it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I like how both of us, <laughs> both of us, tried so hard, <laughs> got so far, and in the end, it didn't even matter. Um, fuck. <laughs> okay, so. That's the only reason I know anything about this because I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole about the ID. Mm-hmm. When alters switch, uh, there's amnesia from another alter or from the main. I'm going to say this wrong and I don't want to like offend our 28 listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it could just be two and they downloaded them on a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that amnesia is a part of it that they don't, that different alters don't remember what other parts are doing. So mm-hmm. when Emma goes in and it seems like she kind of for- forces a switch back to John, or maybe it was their regular switch that they did yeah, every but- morning for John to go to work. Yeah. Because it was like a timed routine type of switch mm-hmm. where he would start off the day as Emma around eight fifteen. he would, or Emma would switch into John. And then right. throughout the day, John would be John. And then in the evening he would switch back to Emma. Yes. So, so John comes out to see the ruckus with the train. Can you describe the ruckus, sir? Um, I had to. Uh, every time. And every he time. has no idea. He, yeah. He has no idea what's going on. And everybody's like, how's your wife? Is she okay? And he's like, wait, what? You know, like you saw her, you talked to her. Wait, what? What's going on? Mm-hmm. So I did want to say, okay, dissociative identity disorder previously known as multiple personality disorder, is thought to be a complex psychological condition that is likely caused by many factors, including severe trauma during early childhood, usually extreme, repetitive, physical, sexual, or emotional abuse. And that harkens back to that opening scene 
where all you see is a picture of a little boy and you hear all this abusive language. Yeah, just being completely berated by a female figure in his life. Yeah. Oh, I wrote down, Killian Murphy is beautiful, dressed as a female. <laughs> I Okay, first off, okay, whenever Emma took off the wig and she transformed mm-hmm. into John, I was like, <laughs> what? I had no idea. <laughs> No I was idea. Like, is this is how he's gonna rob this is this how he's gonna rob the bank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as as soon as she snatched that wig off, my wig got snatched. Like I threw my <laughs> arms back and I was like, What? I had no idea. Yeah, didn't he makes a didn't beautiful see that woman. One coming. <laughs> seriously. Like seriously. Yes. I don't have better words than that. And I should. <laughs> but I don't. He is beautiful yeah and um i mean i find him to be a very attractive man as well that was some uh trivia i did pull off of imdb was that he wore color contact lenses to make his beautiful blue eyes brown i added the beautiful it wasn't on imdb but still (laughs) um it was interesting that john starts starts off the movie when you see john for the first time he's calm placid Maybe placid isn't the word. <laughs> Calm. I didn't say flaccid. I said placid. Yeah, well, you're close enough. <laughs> I mean, he was flaccid too, I'm assuming. Maybe. Cut this out. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's like, he's seems very level, just going about his business, doing his thing. And then after the train, his through the whole movie like his anxiety ramps up so much you can see it yes it is it is visible on him and emma like calm like you can see that john is just like crawling in his own skin like just full Mm -hmm. of anxiety and you're just waiting for him to to pop yeah like the way he looked reminded me of okay i didn't watch the batman movies i watched at least a few episodes of gotham though uh-huh. and um the dude who was the penguin on there yeah he kind of looked like him like yes. that kind of disheveled yeah i can see it and he he just kind of reminded me of him the way he was looking all just <laughs> and his tie <laughs> what was that there was a face that went with that he was all <laughs> anyway <sighs> One thing I think is interesting, they kind of set this up at the end of the first day before the train wreck happens, is that John has a secret stash, um, a little box under the back stairs of the back porch, and he keeps like his money ledger there, and he keeps his key to his safety deposit box there, where he keeps all his money. He keeps a stash of Clark bars. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Clark bars and baseball cards is what I wrote down. And... Every time he does that, he looks up at this window. This just this one window. It's never, the light isn't on at night, but he always looks up at this window. And that becomes important mm-hmm. later, in my mind anyway. Yeah. So after the train accident, people come to the house and they want to make this like a rallying place for the mayoral run that's happening in town. Yeah, because the train that derailed was belonged to was is he the current mayor i think so or is it just a i think he's the incumbent mayor did i use that word correctly i wanted to sound Uh, like i knew things sure (laughs) sure pretty sure i use it right i don't know though i mean i think so sounds good he's the cucumber mayor Uh. and (laughs) this is going great (laughs) 
But the train that derails, it belongs to... The sitting mayor. It belongs to the city mayor, Wyatt. Mayor Wyatt. And so the... Not the competition. Would you call it the competition? Yes. It's it's actually John's boss, somehow, who is running for mayor. With the train derailing, they his boss is trying to... Or is wanting to use that train car as like a reason as to why they should not vote in Wyatt as mayor and hold a rally in John's yes. backyard. And Susan Sarandon plays the mayor's wife. I'm sure she said at some point all the really important reasons for them to do this. And I don't think either of us paid attention to Susan Sarandon. Because <laughs> like... Yeah, because yeah, no. she comes and talks to Emma. That's That was my, my note that I was getting to, was that Emma starts um, kind of interacting with the outside world more because Susan Sarandon, the mayor's wife, comes and talks to her. Yeah, like she's forced into interacting with the outside yes, world. very much so. Um, and I wrote that uh, when John or Emma are overwhelmed, they seem to force a switch. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of going about our, our business here. John's doing hit John's doing his thing, Emma's doing her thing, and then comes Maggie. Maggie. Maggie played Ellen by Ellen Page, Page shows up one night to talk to Jan. I enjoy her accent. It's so yeah, I don't it's know. So like it is very Minnesota. That's exactly what I thought. And I was like, do they sound like that in Nebraska? I don't know. I don't think I know anyone from Nebraska. I don't think I've, I know of anyone who ever even pretended to have an accent like a nebraskan do nebraskans have accents <laughs> maybe not i mean i, I don't, don't think i have an accent but then sometimes i hear myself talk and here it comes you know there it is so it just makes itself known so i don't know but like nobody else in the movie has an accent like that so i don't know if that was a maybe her character is from minnesota and they just never say it right well <laughs> Because she wants, she wants money yes. from Let's John. Let's why she's there. So that she can Good move idea. away. <laughs> she shows up looking for money. She wants the money from John, yeah, to get away and move back with her family. Ah. And she said where her family was from, though I do not recall. Man, we didn't, we didn't remember anything. Maybe somewhere in Minnesota. Maybe so. It's entirely possible. It's just, it's so, it's so different from everything else and the way everyone else talks. I couldn't help but... single it out you know yeah no it sticks out so maggie shows up saying hey uh, i could really use that money i used to get all the time from your mother he's like what (laughs) he's like i don't know what he's like you can tell her her presence makes john uncomfortable he's like add my face please i I don't want to look at you I don't want you here. Like he's already uncomfortable around women, but it's a whole nother level whenever it comes to him being like, around. Like seems uncomfortable all the time, like around anybody, yeah. especially around women. And then there's Maggie. <laughs> Another yeah. level. And Maggie has her her very young son Jake with her, and uh, yeah, he's two. He uh he scampers into the house because he's a little you know little little young little baby hooligan little in there. Um, and John's like, get him out of here, get it. <laughs> get him out of there and she's like but john i really need some money john and john's like i have my own money he didn't know that his mother was sending her money but she's like you know i could really i needed that money and now it's not coming and i really i've waited as long as i could give me some money please right because it had been about a year since she had returned or since she had received any of the money and 
that is because John's mother had died. And she didn't know that John's mother died. So John says, okay, I've got my own money. And up the steps he goes. And Maggie and Jake are waiting around until she's like, you know, I really got to go. And then down the stairs comes Emma, who doesn't know who Maggie Mm -hmm. is, why she's there. And she's like, oh, where's Jan? I should, I should go. And Emma's like entranced. Mm -hmm. And she offers... Like, who yeah. is this woman? Look here's at this a, child. Here's a little boy. Oh, goodness. Um, and they start to leave. And she's like, oh, can I give you a ride home? Totally forgetting the fact that she don't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, just completely she's letting like, that one John, go. She's like, John rides his bike everywhere. And Emma's like, oh, hey, I'll drive you home. <laughs> no problem. And <laughs> Maggie's like, um, where's Jan? She's like, oh, he's he's asleep. She's got this all figured out. She's got the mm-hmm. story down. She knows what to say, when to say it. Anyway, so yes, we have a makeshift driving lesson. She's like, um, do you drive much? She's like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> She's like, okay, just use one foot and go, you know. <laughs> right. And what disturbs me about that whole scene, okay, is she finds out that she's in a car with a woman who doesn't know yep. how to drive. She walked to John's house to begin with. So obviously, I mean, it, I'm, it's not her favorite thing to walk that far, but she's it's able doable. to do so. She has her two-year-old child with her. And instead of just getting out of the car, because the woman doesn't know how to drive, she decides to tell her, use one foot, only yeah. alter back and, you know, just switch sure back and forth using, between yes. gas and brakes. Just- here, I'll teach you how to drive from the passenger seat without my seatbelt on and my child in my lap. And, okay, here's the thing. I don't recall ever hearing when this is set. When the movie is set. It's like an ambiguous set. kind of time. It yeah. feels like... Just going off of... 50s, 60s. Going off of, like, wardrobe. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Going off of, like, wardrobe and, like, gender roles. <laughs> yeah. I would say it'd be about... 50s 60s early 60s yeah i feel like 60s is good and 60s nebraska isn't gonna be like 60s new york city no offense nebraska i'm just saying that like we're not gonna have that whole 60s mod metropolitan kind of feel to it in rural super rural 800 citizens peacock nebraska oh yeah that's why it's called peacock because that's the name of the city that they're in in nebraska yeah (laughs) i it's never well i guess it is kind of mentioned but it's just they somebody refers as like oh emma my favorite peacock and i'm like nope don't like that (laughs) don't like it yeah because in my head i'm like well at least they didn't say peacockian (laughs) my favorite pekingese um that's a whole other thing (laughs) anyway my favorite peacock nope nope no thank you no really rather not hard pass hard pass hard pass Okay, so anyway, we're taking Maggie home, and we're in Maggie's uh, trailer that she lives in with Jake behind her workplace, which seems to be like a little cafe. Yeah. A diner. Yeah. Um, so this is something that I wrote down. While we're in here with, with Maggie, Emma learns how she knows John, how she met John, that we learn Maggie met John through his mother, who found Maggie in a bar and paid her to just to what she thought was going to be meeting John and apparently turned into mm-hmm. she made Maggie stay in the house and paid her but forced her to stay there and forced her and John to have sex 
and she says that she made John do quote unquote horrible things to Maggie. Maggie cries through this Mm -hmm. and is very upset. We eventually learn that Jake is John's son. Well, we show we were shown a birth certificate, which yeah, which I mean. I had initially, like, mm-hmm. guessed that Jake was Johnson. Yeah. When Maggie just showed up, I thought it was, like... Though this is whenever we, like... It was, like, this yeah. is his son at, at When that Maggie point. just kind of showed up with the kid, I thought maybe... Asking I for thought money. maybe... Like, even when like, you just first saw her, I thought, oh, this is, like, John's ex or something. Maybe, like, right. they divorced or they're split up, and that's how Emma came about as his quote-unquote wife. That was my mm-hmm. first thinking. And then this came out. And kind of explained. And so my, one of my questions was, did John's mother obviously knew, either she knew about Jake and that's why she was giving her money, or she was continuing to give her money just to like keep her quiet. So like no charges were brought or right. anything. Like as a, like it was either a form of child support or a form of hush money. Maybe, Maybe both. a little yeah. bit of both. So then my question is, did John know about Jake and like blank it out? When he like had his mental break and Emma manifested when his mother died, or mm-hmm. did he never know? Like his mother kept that from him. I couldn't tell like if he if he knew about Jake like when he saw him and like just shunned him. Like I did, I couldn't I couldn't decide that for myself. Well, like whenever Maggie first showed up to Jake's mm-hmm. house, whenever she first showed up and he was like, "Get him out of yeah. here." A big part of that is because he sees that house as a place yes, of torture. Like he's trying to protect Jake. And so he, yeah, like he doesn't want Jake to be there because he feels like nothing but bad can come of him right. being in that house. Whether that's because he realizes Jake's his son or not, or just because it's another little boy in the house, who's to say? Yeah. Yeah. That you're, it's yeah. unsure of. So, um, you know, this is all new information to Emma, who's learning about Jake being John's son because, so this was, this was the connection I made in my mind. Emma didn't know because John didn't know. If Emma only has knowledge mm-hmm. that John had because she is an, one of John's alters, maybe she doesn't have any information that John has. I don't know. She probably didn't. Maybe she didn't even know about John's mother because it seems like John Emma's I mean, Emma's go Emma's for like it. she obviously like manifested after when John's mother died, and it was his way yes. of kind of keeping his yeah. mother alive. So. She has these, she takes care of him like his mother did. Even if she was abusive, she fed him, clothed him, provided his meals, all these things. Mm -hmm. So she did all that. So then, so did she have the knowledge John had or is she just, I don't know. Either way, she didn't know about, (laughs) she didn't know about Jake. And what I wrote down was that seeing Jake's birth certificate with the last name Skilpa, it's like it triggers something in Emma's mind. After she leaves Maggie... She goes home and then like the next day or no, that evening she goes home and it's the first time you see, you keep seeing a door to a bedroom that you don't go in. And then John goes down the other end of the hall. And this time Emma goes into that room and you realize it's John's mother's room that hasn't Mm -hmm. been touched since she died because there's dust everywhere. And Maggie had talked about that night that she was, she and John were forced to have sex after that night that she talks about how like she's like haunted by the creaking of the bed springs and emma sits down on this bed and all you hear is bed springs creaking Ooh. and that i was just i like, I, I like Ugh. um yeah. yeah uh she goes into the closet and sees the the blue and white dress with the flowers that maggie talks about her wearing when she stayed in the room the whole time mm-hmm. she made this happen it's and so then she lays down on this creaky bed and it cuts to outside where you usually see John looking up at this window while he's looking in his secret stash box and the lights on in the room. And then it cuts out because that's where Emma was. 
So it's like Emma's taking on even more of his mother. And so then she sees... Yeah, more of his mother's persona. So it's like like seeing Jake and seeing that Jake is John's son triggered something because then the next day she starts talking to, I'm assuming, a lawyer or someone about how they would adopt Jake. So like she's trying to recreate John's childhood or maybe not even... With Jake. Because Emma Emma is John. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Well, because Emma at that point, she's trying to, she wants to adopt Jake to what I would assume is to kind of do the same thing to Jake that Jake's or that John's mom was doing to John. That's all John knows. As opposed to, yeah, and John knows and that's why he's so hesitant. And so outright about not having any children in that house. Like John hates that house for good reason. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's the only life he's known, but it's life full of torture and horrible and horror. And yeah. Even, oh God. Anyway, uh, that was just a note I made that like she she even talks to the mayor's wife because she talks to the mayor's wife trying to get in good with her, thinking that'll help her be able to adopt Jake. And she says all, they, all she and John have ever wanted is a little boy to raise. Mm-hmm. John doesn't want that, but John's mother would want that and that's who emma is kind of in yeah uh, it's like the manifestation yeah i mean because john later on in the movie he says let's see who is it that the neighbor guy who's also isn't he like an officer a police officer or something yeah yeah he he josh lucas finds him in like the woods Oh yeah, he's out of he's where out of the tree he where he keeps he uh he goes out and eats his lunch at this tire swing. Oh, well, he finds him there. John just tells him that he can't go home. What's his name? Josh What's Lucas. His name. Yeah, he's like a sheriff officer. Yeah. Guy. Okay. Cop. Yeah, sheriff <laughs> officer dude tells him tells him that he needs to go home. That he needs to go home to his wife Emma. To which John replies, "She's not my wife." Yeah. But they portray that in the entire movie. Yeah. They wear re- wedding rings. Mm-hmm. maybe the same one i don't know <laughs> sorry but he said he's like he says that emma is not his wife and he says that he met emma the day after his mother died that's whenever yeah. emma came to life manifested which which to me man, mm-hmm. yeah. i hate that word now so emma is definitely a way of keeping john's mother alive to john yeah and so for her to pick up on those type of behaviors Mm -hmm. like finding out after or after finding out about jake for her to pick up that same type of behavior yeah i mean it's just more of her latching on to john's mother's personality it's it's at this point once she kind of takes on evil mother role where she starts kind of working against john she tells the mayor's wife they can have this train car rally in her backyard which john doesn't want she he vehemently rejects the idea of having that train car rally yes. in his backyard and then and then emma just was like oh yeah he's yeah. fine with it <laughs> emma's like i i've decided it's fine i'll talk to john <laughs> but they don't talk yeah, susan sarandon's like oh <laughs> yeah this is random is just like, oh, how did you get him to change his mind? And she's like, I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, and she's trying to maneuver Maggie into this woman's shelter because that might make it easier for her to adopt Jake. And then John finds out mm-hmm. that Maggie even talked to Emma and he's like, what the hell, man? No, don't trust Emma. Don't trust anybody. 
This is not cool. Get out of there. I've got my own money. I'm going to take you out of town. Don't trust Emma. And he tells the the mayor and his wife, right. no, we're not having this rally in my backyard. Forget all y'all. I don't <laughs> want you in my yard. I'm gonna go hire some dude to come get this train car out of my yard. Chop shop. Like he's like, I know it's yeah. illegal, but train I got car, money. Chop, come chop. do it. <laughs> and then he comes the next day, and Emma's at the door. He's like, I'm here because your husband told me to come take the train car. You can't take that train car. We're having a rally at it. I told Susan Sarandon that it would be here. So what I wrote down was Emma begins to scheme to position Maggie to take Jake from her. John and Emma seem to kind of work against each other. Emma trying to take over John. Also, I wrote Maggie, not a prostitute, works at the diner, but sleeps with the owner for money. John's mother paid her to quote unquote meet John. Sounds like she was held against her will and she and John were forced to have sex, including quote unquote horrible things. Maggie was impregnated. Maybe John's mom kept paying her to avoid trouble with police. That was my actual quote. My actual note there was Maggie, not a prostitute, right. but I don't know. Maybe she was <laughs> not a prostitute, but she makes money on the side. for some Listen, things. she did accept money in exchange for sex, but if you don't do it on purpose as a rule all the time, does that make you a prostitute? It's not my call. Um, Emma discovers John's secret stash but doesn't do anything with it yeah like she examines everything that's in there she sees the key she takes it out of the bas- or basketball shit takes it out of the baseball card wrapper that it was stashed in and like leaves it out which John notices the next day whenever he goes to look at all of his belongings sees the key out of the wrapper and places it back in so it's like he knows that Emma knows they don't know that we know they know we know. <laughs> Had to. Had to do it. Had to do it. So, okay. John tries to get away from Emma and he's going to help Maggie and Jake get to her family and they're all going to get out of town. And he gets to a hotel on his own and he opens his bag and finds the infamous blue and white flowery dress and the wig and he's like oh no she's here gnarly music too (laughs) like it's wild so and this kind of plays into i'm gonna talk about the most disturbing scene in the movie that is watching killian murphy playing emma killian murphy shaving off his eyebrows (laughs) and there's imdb trivia about it let me scroll back up it's that killian murphy was very reluctant to shave off his eyebrows no fucking duh the scene had to be shot very carefully so as to get it right in one shot. Like, who? if you want to shave your eyebrows off, go ahead. But, like, first of all, the drawn-on eyebrows weren't a good look on it. No, like, it really it really shows, like, how much his eye socket mm-hmm. sticks out after he shaves off his eyebrows. Of course, you're reluctant to shave his eyebrows off. If you, if, if you grow eyebrows and you don't shave them off in your normal life, why would you not be reluctant to shave them off? And, like... Once they're drawn on, they look like shit. That is not good. It is a bad they shape. Are very. They very really. They gave. Drawn on. They gave Emma some like nineties, uh, like Pam Anderson brows. Oh, I can't picture that reference, but I'm assuming it's as bad as this because these are bad. These are bad. It's bad. These are real, real bad. It's real bad. Just. World and so then, okay, so then Emma, with her poorly drawn on brows, goes to a bar, picks up a dude, and uses the same language that Maggie used earlier and calls him Cupcake, which I, I don't, that makes me feel icky. I don't know why. 
Here, when Maggie called somebody, called the guy Cupcake when he was trying to pay her for sex, I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's the sh- shaving thing. Uh, yep, that's them. That's the eyebrows. <laughs> I was just shown a picture. And yes, her reference was correct. 90s Pam Anderson. Anderson I'm watching him shave his eyebrows as we speak, and I'm disturbed all over again. Listening. Listening to him shaving off his eyebrows was yeah. disturbing to me. Like, I, uh, I mean, he could pull off no eyebrows, but the drawn on eyebrows were awful. And I think it's just the ones that yeah. they gave him. I don't mind his. Those specific yeah. brows. His, were even not if good. he shaves them off, like, he's fine. Um, right. But it's the ones, the ones they drew on him were awful. Anyway, so she's picking up a dude in a bar and she calls herself Maggie. And I was like, oh, are we, are we taking on another altar? Like, what are, are we just. pretending like either way it doesn't last because she takes this guy back to john's hotel and she i I didn't pay enough attention terribly so i didn't either i did not pay attention as to how the man ended up where i don't know if she kills him or just oh those eyebrows um kills him incapacitates him somehow she gets him on the bed she sets the room on fire she metaphorically killed john Because everyone knows that John, this room is registered to John. His bike is outside. Maggie is supposed to meet him there for her to get her and Jake out of town. At 11 o'clock sharp. Not one minute before, not one minute after. So Emma has just killed John and Emma is taken over. This is just Emma now. There is no John. Yeah. Emma is now the only personality inside of John's body. So Emma is the body. Mind yes, and soul. It's just now. Emma. But I thought that was interesting when I was watching it the first time that like John is no more. So now the rally can happen. Um and she can Emma's or, blah, blah, blah. Emma can get Maggie back in the woman's shelter so she can get Jake and she can try to adopt Jake once I, I mean, is she gonna kill Maggie? Th- this this never comes if to... ooh, she even dresses this guy like John. Yeah. So she's really, yeah, like she really completely, him. You know, and it really, like, it makes me curious about the whole eyebrow shaving thing. Like, I don't know how exactly that would fit in unless it was to put some type of, like, DNA, like, mm. hairs around the, the other guy's Maybe. body or on him. But if this is, like, the 60s, then that wouldn't have really... DNA yeah. isn't a thing. Yeah, but, like, I don't know why the eyebrow shaving even happened. I don't know, maybe because John couldn't come back from that. He couldn't explain away no eyebrows. I it, maybe maybe mom had drawn on eyebrows. You know? Maybe. Maybe she yeah, maybe she shaved off her eyebrows. So John is dead. Emma is in hmm. a position to have her way and eventually and ultimately try to get Jake and assuming raise him the same raise him. Do with him what John's mother did with him. So we're all trying to wrap it up. We're at the rally. Um, Maggie's gotten a job. I think Maggie got John's job at the bank. Um, or a job oh. at the bank. Yeah, it's all clicking. It's all click because if you recall, there was a point where John, it was his last day at the at the bank. He had showed up late for work and he like comes up to the boss with like a huge stack of papers and he's like, Now what would you do if you didn't have me? And the boss says, I would have somebody around who was more reliable. And then we got Maggie. Maggie? 
because Emma got Maggie a job at the bank through Susan Sarandon. That's right. I guess Bill Pullman is happy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which is John's position. Because John is There's no John. There's just Emma with the scary eyebrows. That like that completely surpassed me earlier whenever I watched this movie. But now talking about it, it's like, damn. So that was quick. So during this rally that they're having in her backyard, somehow Jake is inside with Emma. She shows him these little toys she had that were John's. She sits him at this table, sets up a camera to take a picture of him. And you look at it, and it's the same picture we've been seeing from the very beginning of John, like mm-hmm. when we heard when we he heard his that. mother saying all the horrible things to him, and it's like something clicks. John's gone, but something clicks for Emma that this isn't right, that this isn't what we want to do. Mm-hmm. There's no auditory talk of this really, um, but she gets Maggie to come in and tells her, "You have to go. You have to take Jake now. You have to get out of here. Don't come back." Yeah, she's like, "Take all of the money yeah. and just go." And so they go. Emma goes around closes all the curtains that she had opened once she was trying to take over and becoming mom. She closes everything back up, puts her little chair by the window so she can peek out the curtains, and Susan Sarandon's at the back door. Emma, Emma, come on. I want to take this picture with everybody. Emma, Emma. I'm like, Susan Sarandon, shut the hell up. She's not coming. <laughs> she doesn't she, want like, to play. <laughs> she is Believe retreating her back into her shell. Um, and that's really how it ends. That it's Emma's yeah. back where she started. John is dead. Maggie and Jake are headed for better things. Susan Sarandon's not probably somewhere in Minnesota. Somewhere in Minnesota. <laughs> Susan Sarandon's not getting her group photo for her husband's mayoral election. The train, the train mm-hmm. car is still in the fucking yard, and that's where it ends. Yeah, really, not a whole bunch of resolution. No. But yeah, I mean, it had some, you know, it had some close. It had some yeah. closing points. At least, you know, Maggie and Jake are better off. Emma's where she started and John's apparently gone. Yeah. But Emma's not hurting he gone, gone. children. And that's good. She's going to live her life. This is billed as a psychological thriller. Did you feel that way? I didn't get the thrill. I got the psychological yeah. part. But not I the didn't, thrill. Like, I was, when I was explaining it to someone, I was like, I don't know if you'd like it because, you know, you don't like thrillers, but this didn't feel like a thriller. But the, the psycho, you're right. Like, the no. dark psychological part is there. It's, it's someone working against themselves, and it's not as obvious and whatever is split. Um, At least not to everybody else. But I didn't, well, I think thriller, I think I'm on the edge of my seat waiting what's going to happen. I was just waiting for a bank robbery to happen, so... <laughs> way off base. one time john ran up yeah. to the bank and started banging on the door i was like that's not how you rob a bank john listen to the woman oh. john <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> that's excellent reference thank you thank you for that you're welcome <laughs> but yeah i i don't know about thriller Maybe that's the only thing you can call it. But do we want to talk ratings? I'm still stuck on the on what okay. it's classified as. I mean, because See, I mean, I would I would say some sort of psychological, but not the thriller. Like I don't know. Um, it's don't classified know. on IMDb as a drama and a thriller. And when I wrote it down, I wrote down drama 
because I was psychological drama. Yeah. I didn't, I just didn't, I think I think of other things. I think I think of other things when I think of (laughs) thrillers. That's yeah. I'm sorry I said it that way, but that's all I got. Um, I mean, like, I'm with you. Whenever I think of a thriller, I think of I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. I'm waiting for something to happen. And, like, like I'm my body is up. hyper aware. Yeah. Yeah. This you movie. Get that tensed up feeling. Yeah, this movie, I didn't have that that type of feeling. Like, whatever happened was going to happen. It was going to be weird and twisty, but that was going to be I wasn't it. like, oh, shit. There was only one time whenever that happened, and that was whenever she snatched a wig off. Yeah. At the very I think beginning I of the movie. I might have, when she started shaving off her eyebrows, I might have been like, what the hell? Whoa, whoa. Like, I looked like it got <laughs> quiet, and I heard a sound, and all of a sudden I looked down at my phone like, wait, what? What is happening? <laughs> right. Why have we made this decision? What is, but that's not like a, a thriller type of moment. No, it's that's not. It's like a what the fuck? It's like, I'm questioning your life choices. Moment. Yeah. We're allowed like to do I would that. question any anybody I know if they shave. If I shave my eyebrows off. off, you'd be like, "Tiffany, are you okay?" <laughs> like, uh, I'd been well, like, maybe. Take it. I'd be like, I just would have been like, couldn't take it anymore, could you? <laughs> we can't <laughs> fucking see them anyways. It's <laughs> like finally gave up, huh? <laughs> Gotta draw them on anyway. Might as well. <laughs> if ever I shave mine off, I I don't know. I think there might be a tan line. <laughs> I, so yeah, I wouldn't say it's a thriller. IMDb gives it it has a, a six point two out of ten. Okay, okay, what, all right. <clears throat> what is so our basis? Give it? <laughs> our basis for our rating system. Yeah. How are we gonna say this? Whether it was enjoyable, whether you would watch it again, if it was memorable, quality. Yeah, quality. Let's see. Definitely memorable. Was it enjoyable? Hmm. Is that a we're just doing rhetoricals right now. <laughs> <laughs> Would I watch it again? Not on purpose. I mean, I've watched it like two and a half times now, kind of. But I don't think I'd seek it out to watch often. No. I might sh- I might watch it and make somebody else watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can think of a friend I'm going to make watch it. It wouldn't be like one I'd watch again a lot. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't watch this again. Not on purpose. Yeah. Now, it's if not... you were showing him the movie and I was there, I mean, sure. <laughs> but, like, you're going to be on your weep. phone the whole time, you know? You're going to be like, if one of the kids says, hey, come do a puzzle with me at Tiffany, you're going to be like, okay, here I go. I, I, yeah, the kid's calling me. I got to go. You know? right, uh, later. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is important. This is an important puzzle. Um, like, yeah, I'd watch it again, but I would freely be on my phone the whole time. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you said, it's definitely memorable. Yeah. Was it good? Like plot wise, was the story good? Um, I feel yeah, like the was story, good, was was good story was interesting. I think it was a good story. I don't know about the resolution. Yeah, the resolution definitely fell flat for me. Yeah, but like the concept was good. It had shades. It had shades. It had shades. <laughs> of um kind of had some like psycho vibes to it with uh norman bates and his mother yeah um and i don't know that kind of stuff was cool to me but it 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 just wasn't i don't think it was all it meant to be um so which I is think, probably why none of us have ever heard of it probably yeah 
I mean, because it has big names in it. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's got a cast. Ellen Page. (gasps) Killian Murphy. (laughs) The dude from, the dad from Casper. Yeah. The the ex-husband from Sweet Home Alabama. (laughs) I fucking love you, dude. Those are are the exact movies I know them from. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Oh, and then it has that that one guy. Yeah, him too. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to look him up. Hold on. Look him up. While you do that, I'm going to talk. I thought, and you know, cinematic quality was good. It looked good. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any boom... Uh, boom mics in this one. Uh, only goof I read on. Well, I think maybe I read a couple, but one goof I read on, um, IMDb was something about um, they used uh on the birth certificate they used a stamp with a town that wasn't Peacock, and it's not a real town in Nebraska. It's a town in Iowa. Anyway, it's not wasn't even worth me actually <sighs> writing down what it was or reading it. <laughs> so. I'll wait for you to find this guy before well, I give him a number. His name is Keith Caradon. Yeah, him. What do you know him from? Because I'm drawing a blank. That's what like I'm trying to look for, and it's like Dexter. Oh, I don't know him from that for sure. Something about his his face reminds me of Wade from Grace Under Fire. <laughs> That's a reference. Who's that guy. <laughs> Do you know I that? Mean, he's been in 143 things. So, I mean, I, I know. He's one of those guys who's been in everything. Yeah. But nothing that I've seen. Like, I definitely oh, know that I've seen him in Dexter. Series. It's interesting. Oh, Criminal Minds. He plays Frank. Frank is the one who always got away. He, uh, who eventually ran off with a survivor of his. He, like, took the bones from people and made wind chimes out of them and left them on her porch. No? Okay. No, it's not It's not ringing bells. Oh, well. Okay. I kind of watched he's... Criminal Minds intermittently. I didn't watch, like, every episode. He is him. <laughs> okay. He is he. So what's your rating, Tiffany? <laughs> <sighs> Off of... How much that I enjoy this movie, really, that's my only basis for rating a movie. Not really, but it I mean, plays a, a big factor. Basis. Yeah. So, I would say I'd give this movie five and a half. <laughs> Damn, okay. I mean, I'm not watching it again. No, no, it's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, this. The story, I mean, yeah, it was kind of there. Fell flat at the end. It didn't leave. It didn't leave me wanting more, and it didn't leave me with a good feeling, or a feeling of resolution. Which I mean, not all movies have to have that. Right. I think we need to accept now, at the beginning of this process, <laughs> that not all movies are going to be things we like or good, or have great resolutions, or leave us happy, and I think we need to accept that now. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't expect all movies to fit my my little box 
you know, my criteria box. Yeah. I give it like a 6.75. Okay. That's what I'll give it. So do your mathy thing. Yeah. <laughs> do your do your mathematics, Tiffany. Because we all know I ain't doing it. <laughs> 6.125. Yikes. Which is very close to the IMDb rating. <laughs> it really is. Of a 6.2. 6.125. Shit. We're super precise. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we didn't do any, like, memorable quotes. I know you said you, you quoted it some. I just thought it was, I want to mention that I thought it was interesting. What? Did I? <laughs> yeah, my dude, you literally quoted <laughs> Bill Pullman when you had your Tiffany's epiphany about how Ellen Page took Killian Murphy's job. I'm sorry, Maggie took John's job after oh, John was killed. I did. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, continue. Anyway, I was just going to say that the only quote provided by Rotten Tomatoes this time was, where is John? Asleep. (laughs) And And isn't that true? Isn't that true of all of us? Where are we really? Asleep. Yeah. A simulation. This is nothing but a simulation. You're right. Yeah. I will say that um, Emma, with her drawn-on eyebrows, is my sleep demon. So. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's the I like. I'm I'm Killian Murphy, in drag, is gorgeous. As long as he keeps his eyebrows. <laughs> eyebrows really do make a face. Apparently so. So okay, so we've given it a rating of 6.125. Uh, Tiffany is absolutely never going to watch it again. Nope. And if I do, if it is played around her, she is going to find something else to do and somewhere else to be. That puzzle um, is going to be dope. <laughs> <laughs> that was an ugly fucking laugh. <laughs> On that note, I feel like we should wrap this up. Um, don't forget, if you have a movie suggestion for us, drop us a line at theobservationbubble at gmail.com. Let us know you what you want us to watch. Tiffany will read it. She'll let me know. I'll find it somewhere and watch it, hopefully. Um, <laughs> well, we both will. Uh, and Tiffany, do you have any parting thoughts or shots here? Also... If you are interested in watching this cinematic masterpiece, you can do so for free on Tubi. Yes, that is T-U-B-I. That's all I got. That's an an app. You will have to watch commercials. Yeah. No, you're right. You will have to watch commercials, but honestly, that's fine. I I have no issues, no qualms watching commercials for a free movie. No, you're right. You're right. Especially because... They're not they're, they're not that long, the commercial breaks yeah. aren't, and there's only a few. Yeah, they're not bad. Okay, so I like trashy TV shows, um, reality shows on TLC. The commercial breaks on those things, on their streaming app, are offensive. The, the, the commercial breaks on Tubi aren't that bad. So check it right. out on Tubi. Find some other cool movies on there. Maybe find one that you want to suggest to us and shoot us an email. And we will watch it because now we have access to the Tubi. Um, 
I need to stop talking. Mm-hmm. Cut me off. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have a great day, evening, morning. Time Afternoon. is relative. So time <laughs> is a construction of our imaginations. They're all in a simulation. simulation. <laughs> We're all just cogs in the machine. We're all just another brick in the wall. Oh, my God. Cut it off, Tiffany. <laughs>